You've made it to another Pickup Music Pod where we give you tips to help improve your guitar playing. I'm Sam Blakelock, co-founder here at Pickup Music, and today you'll be learning how to avoid the number one mistake which a lot of guitarists make. I'm joined by one of LA's top touring guitarists and one of my favorite guitar players, Donnie Lorasina. And you're going to learn how to avoid this mistake, which is not practicing your pocket. So Donnie, how do you define playing in the pocket? Uh, man, pocket is at least the way I think about it, just how something sits around the metronome. So like at whatever tempo you're playing at, you can be kind of have a laid back pocket. So you can be playing behind the beat. You could be playing right on the beat or you could be playing in front of the beat and they all kind of have different applications. But that's kind of how I think of pocket is like where you choose to place everything rhythmically. And is working on your rhythm or your pocket, which are kind of interchangeable. Is this something which is required for all genres? Like you're you're a funky dude. Is it, is this just a fun mm -hmm. thing? Uh, definitely not. Yeah, I think it applies everywhere. Um, whether it's pop or jazz or um, R and B or funk, um, your decision to as to where you place a note is gonna apply no matter what kind of music you're playing. So, yeah, it's it's universal. Cool. So let's get into it. And first, here's a bit of a recording that you did with us um, just to set the set the stage Ooh, and yeah. get yourself funky. Awesome. So... I mean, there's a lot to break down. It's not something you're going to learn overnight, but for someone who's just getting started thinking about the rhythm and of the notes they play, rather than just the notes they play, where would you direct them to like in terms of exercises? Uh, in terms of exercises, I definitely, uh, I, I like to promote playing to a metronome, no matter what it, it kind of genre it is. Um, that's just like the easiest way to do it. Um, practically, if you can find a really good drummer and just play with them as often as possible, that would be a great way to do it. Um, I grew up with a brother who was really good at drums, so I was fortunate enough to have, uh, that kind of rhythm that I could play along with, like as I was growing up as a kid, the perfect way for anyone to do it is just a metronome. It's so, super easy. You can find one online, you can have one on your phone and it's you know, available to everyone, you know? Let's get a bit nerdy with the metronome. Yeah. Like there's different ways to do it, different beats to put it on, um, and also tempos. Like, let's say you're practicing, I don't know, C major scale. Mm. Like, how would you work with the metronome for, for a simple scale? Yeah. Um, can I pull up my phone? Let's do I'll, it, yeah. I'll throw a metronome on right now. Also, while Donnie's doing that, we have a metronome on pickup music. It's free. It's online. It's on your phone. It's everywhere. Check it out. So if I was just practicing C major scale, I would, you know, set this maybe around, let's see what this sounds like. So this is like 101. I don't know why I put it at 101. The extra one BPM is, yeah, is everything. It's everything. Um, but I would just practice on placing every note directly on the click, not in front of or behind. So you can hear the louder click is one, two, three, and then back down. 
so that's a very basic way on how to start using the metronome. But uh, you can get more advanced if you wanted to maybe set it at half the tempo. So if I put it at like 50, I could kind of treat it as if it's a backbeat um, and just it's playing on the twos and the fours. So four, one, two, three, this is thrilling stuff c major scale you didn't know that you're going to be <laughs> it's so crazy. excited about guitar yeah <laughs> who knew <laughs> um but yeah that's a super basic way and you can start to apply that to anything if you're playing chords if you're playing a chord progression or a lick or even um same exact thing applies what about something on the, the rhythm side, like practicing um, your chords and rhythm and groove? So same thing. I would probably set up a metronome. And I've even seen like Victor Wooten do a thing where he would start the metronome and then he would mute it for like a bar and see if he could land right back on the one. And I think that's a really great way to do it if you're able to like mute it and let it keep going. Yeah, if you're doing like chords, you can kind of practice the same thing where you would set the metronome at maybe like 100. And let's just say we're playing like an E7. And you'll notice not really much is happening in the left hand. So a lot of it is in the right hand and making sure that right hand stays locked in. So I try to recommend like always keeping it moving and stay locked in with that click with your right hand because the left hand is kind of just steering where, which way you go but the right hand is what's driving it so yeah a lot of people forget to focus on the right hand that's a really good point um i know corey wong talks about it and most rhythm guitar players is that mm. constant motion in the right hand right yeah like how do you maybe go a bit deeper into into that yeah um it's not that deep but it's basically just um, treating it as if it's a motor and it doesn't stop. So I'm thinking about uh, if the click was here, I'll put it back on, two, three. So my right hand is just kind of strumming 16th notes. And it's gonna do that no matter what the note I play is on my left hand. Um, and you don't necessarily have to strum every note, like physically touch the strings. You can do this in the air and you can still keep yourself locked in. <clears throat> so now if I wanted to start adding a chord, so my right hand is still moving on every 16th note, but I'm just choosing when I want to hear the chord by hitting the strings. So, yeah. Does that apply to uh, lead playing as well? Like, are you keeping a constant uh, right hand motion there? I, I personally don't apply that to lead lines all the time because sometimes it just feels more comfortable to stop. But specifically if you're strumming, uh, I find that constant motion helps a lot, yeah. Let's talk about rhythmic vocabulary. So often we'll think of vocabulary like licks and riffs, like on the melodic side. But 
um, like developing your rhythms, whether it's like a two note rhythm or a funky rhythm, chord or lead is an important skill. So may maybe we could approach it from like the theoretical point of view, like hitting each of the, you know, the, the, the places in the beat, but then also like the musical side, like learning new rhythms, like which, which one you want to start with? Uh, let's start with the, the learning new rhythms. Yeah. So, I mean, for that, I just like to listen to a lot of music and 90% of the time you'll hear something that you haven't heard before if you're searching for new music. So whether it's like Stevie Wonder and, uh, or if you're listening to like Prince or if you're listening to Michael Jackson, like they all use different rhythms in their playing or in their songs, I should say. So it's, it's really not hard to find new rhythms if you're looking to like expand your vocabulary. Um, you just kind of have to know where to start looking. So if you listen to any kind of music that is remotely rhythmic, um, like the ones I mentioned, it's, it's very easy to find something to listen to and to grow off of. Hmm. And, and it's kind of neat because you're not restricted to guitar, yeah. which often guitarists really like listening to guitar, but when it comes to rhythm, there's, you could learn something from a, a drummer or, or yeah. A oh yeah, totally. Like if you're, and I'm super guilty of that, of just like listening to guitarists <laughs> exclusively, but like if you're playing like, uh, or if you listen to like an organ or something, play like a blues, you might hear like, So like something like that is a totally different like rhythmic type of feel than what we were playing before. But like that is like more of like an organ type rhythm that they might play in like a, a blues or something, you know? So like definitely listening to different instruments helps a ton for sure. I have this thesis that everything guitaristic has been achieved, like through mm. someone like Joe Bonamassa. Yeah. And nowadays, <laughs> when I listen to a guitarist, it's actually someone who's bringing non-guitar things on the guitar. I know Tosin Abasi talks about this, like he's thinking oh, beyond yeah. like, and, and also um, Tim Henson, like he talks about like dad, dad rock bands and, and things. Yeah. So there's something about grabbing <clears throat> rhythmic and melodic or harmonic like chords, whatever it is, mm -hmm. from a keys player when it's kind of unexpected because it's something new that you're hearing on the guitar the first time. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it makes it sound so different when you put it on a different instrument, whether it's, you know, piano to guitar or guitar to piano or saxophone to guitar. Um, there's like so many ways to expand what you already know just by listening to a different instrument. So yeah. 100%. Well, you could just live your life learning from guitarists. That's Yeah, cool I mean, hey, there's nothing wrong with the pentatonic <laughs> scale. So. Sweet. Uh, let's pivot to that more kind of educational side. So yeah. I know you have some exercises that you did a live lesson with us around different places in the beat and how to get mm -hmm. comfortable with those. Maybe you yeah. could do that. I basically just like to play along to records. So if you're listening to something that's like, Jay Dilla or maybe like um, any kind of lo-fi hip-hop is like super popular nowadays so if you're playing along to something lo-fi you might practice playing super behind the beat and have that really relaxed laid-back feel whereas if you're playing like 
Bruno Mars, you might play like really on top of the beat, like right on it. Whereas if you were playing like dad rock, like Green Day or something, you'd be super in front of the beat. Um, so you'd be pushing it ahead. So like depending on what uh, you're trying to practice, you might practice different things. And the best way to feel that is just to like play along to the recording or whatever they did in the studio, you know, or maybe listen to them play it live and just play along to it. And you kind of like naturally start to feel what that feels like. And that's kind of where you can grow from just playing to the metronome because you don't really necessarily feel that if you have a metronome because you won't feel like where's the bass feeling it and where's the drums feeling it. So yeah, it's just listening a lot is super key. Yeah, that, I'm interested to hear more about like on, in the live setting, like when you're um, playing with the band, like is there a particular instrument that you're listening to? Like how do you lock in with the live band? Yeah, I mean, drums is super key. Like if you're, if you're playing like uh, acoustic or something, I'm kind of zoning in on the hi-hat because a lot of the times those rhythms will overlap if you're playing like so like any of the beats I'm accent ac sorry accenting is like like you might be hearing the hi-hat play those same exact rhythms so like if I'm doing that I might listen to the hi-hat I mean obviously like kick and snare is huge for just like grounding yourself to where one and two is but yeah like listening to everyone is super important if the bass player is playing something that's like really behind what the drums are playing you might like follow that and uh do a similar type of thing whereas if the keyboardist is like playing like right on it you might want to lock in with that you know so it, it's really about just listening to each other and playing off what everyone's doing it seems like there's like so many tiny decisions. Like, do you go with someone or do you go against them? Are you at the same time or are you in the gap? Like how, is it just doing it more often or is there some, there's some like kind of go-to things? Yeah. That you think I mean, about? I think the more you do it, the more you'll naturally feel what will feel good. A lot of the times, like you'll listen back to yourself, like a recording of yourself playing and you'll, hear it totally differently than you heard it like in the moment and I think the more you just do that like maybe listen back to yourself and then reapply the next time you play it'll just continue to get more consistent and you start to figure out like what things work and what do what doesn't work so um yeah it's just experience and doing it a lot but yeah you kind of can always rely on following the drums like you'll never go wrong if you're just locked in with a drummer so that's definitely step one how important is it to listen back to yourself because that can be quite challenging and for us uh, like in yeah. like looking in the mirror and being like oh do i really look and sound like that so like how, how have you used listening to yourself both i guess in the practice room and live to improve your playing yeah, it can be super uncomfortable. It's like listening to yourself talk and you're like, wow, my voice actually sounds like that. Um, no, but I do it uh, still like every day and I'm still learning from it. Like anytime I go in to record and then I listen back to it, I'm like, oh, that sounds different than what I thought I just played. <laughs> or it was like, oh, I need to practice. Like I might have recorded it and then listened back and I was like, wow, I was really in front of the beat. Let me go back and do it again and make sure I'm like more locked in and start to feel what that feels like. 
and then you can actually like grow from that and that'll actually train your ear too because you'll kind of learn to hear where something is wrong and not necessarily just like well i got the right notes so it's right you know i feel like bass players are, are the type of people who think about this a lot like we we did this how to play bass for guitarist class and we had nick campbell in who talked about um this in detail and, and one thing he touched on was note length so how long the note sustains for is is that something that you think about for sure yeah like if you're playing um a chord progression and you want the note to like last the entire bar like or you might want it to be a little bit shorter like So yeah, it definitely, you might decide, oh, I want this to be a super long chord or short like that. You know, it kind of just depends on what naturally is going to feel best. That, that's so cool because you're just playing two chords, but there's so many different ways to play that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, you can play it just straight or you can add the major seven or you can mess around with the rhythm stuff too, whether it's like we were saying note length you could play it real staccato like or long so it really just depends on the feel you're going for yeah yeah just so to bring us back it seems like pocket could perhaps be having all these different ways um of playing playing music um, but having the taste to like pick the right one in the, in the moment. Yeah, totally. It's uh, it's like you have a bunch of tools in your tool bag and you're just picking which one is going to do the job best. You know, if you're working with a nail, you want to make sure the tool you're bringing out is the hammer. So, yeah, and that's you'll slowly learn that. Like if you're a baby and you say, hey, here's a nail, like make it <laughs> make it do what a nail does. And they wouldn't know. But like just through watching other people and, you know, seeing what a hammer does and how it works with a nail, then you realize, oh, that's how that works. So, yeah, just listening a lot, hearing other guitar players and their choices. Super key. Yeah. Well, thanks, Donnie. This has been really valuable. Like I said at the start, one of the biggest issues, you know, I have personally made and, and the things that I struggle with is rhythm. So hopefully these will be some helpful tips for our listeners. Yeah, for sure, man. This was great. Thanks for tuning into the pod. Hopefully there's some tips there for you to take away and practice your groove, practice your feel and play in the pocket, not outside the pocket. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you share it. We really appreciate any time you drop a comment, leave us a heart or share it with a friend. It all helps. We're over 30 episodes now and we're here because of you. So do reach out to us. Um, just send us an email or a, or a comment on Instagram with any topics or artists you'd love us to chat to. Um, Carl and I really enjoy doing this every week for you.